0: Good morning. Thank you for being with us today, and if you're visiting with us, uh, we're especially glad you're here, and just thank you for participating. Uh, we've been doing a series entitled, God Is, and every Sunday, we take a different attribute of our Father in Heaven and discuss that. Uh, today, I get to speak on God Is Faithful. And what I want to do to begin this is to read a handful of passages from the Old Testament. Uh, I will not reference them. The references will be up on the screen. But I want you to just listen and listen for this truth. God is faithful. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, Abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. The Lord did not set his affection on you or choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. To the faithful you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the devious, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble, but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them low. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of his covenant. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. Lord, you are my God. I will exalt and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is faithful. God is faithful. And what do we mean by that? God is trustworthy. God is dependable. God is someone you can count on. God is faithful. And yet sometimes that's a little hard to believe, isn't it? You know, when I was 25 my mom passed away pretty suddenly, and she was young from cancer. I was living a thousand miles away at that point in my first ministry and got the call and I went down there and I can still remember being on the helicopter pad there at the hospital. I was praying, I was begging God just to give her more time, please. You see, my mom and my dad, uh, and I, we had a great relationship. We loved each other. We respected each other. But we had differences. My mom's dreams, especially for me, was to do something very, <clears throat> what she would consider respectable uh, as a career. Something, you know, be a first responder, a teacher, an attorney, a business person, whatever. Something along those lines me being a bible believing preacher was not in her realm of thought and so she was having a difficult time with that and we would disagree and you know i went ahead and 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 did that but we would go back and forth and try and and discuss and it it got to the point i just left it to the lord i said lord please let her see that this is something good i don't want her to be disappointed in me i know she loves me but please let her see this and so i would talk and but i you know i'm just assuming that we'll just keep talking until she sees this i get the call 6 weeks later she dies god is faithful you know, it was hard for me at that point, and I'm sure you have situations. And even since then, there have been times when my heart has been crushed. And I'm thinking, God, I want to believe you're faithful, but it's hard. It's hard. And yet, it doesn't matter whatever happened, the truth eventually shines through. God is faithful. So, Why is it so hard at times, though? Why is it there are times when we doubt that? I think that happens because we have one or both of two misunderstandings about God's faithfulness. Misunderstanding number one, we think that God is faithful by his choice, not by his nature. And here's what I mean by that. Faithfulness on God's part is not something he just decides to do. It is his nature. Look here in Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. God is faithful because that's his nature, not his choice or decision. It's who he is. You see, if it was his choice, then some days he may decide, I'm not going to be faithful. I'm not in the mood. The sun's not out, you know, or the situation, that person shouldn't be, I shouldn't be faithful toward them. Look at them. See, that's the way humankind acts. We're faithful when the situation's right, the mood's right, or the people are right. Not God. He doesn't choose. He is, by nature, faithful. So, whatever happens, even when I don't understand things and I'm hurting, I can always come back to this, you know, Father, I don't see it, I don't understand it, but I know that you are faithful, that somehow I will be okay. I don't need to understand everything. I don't need to know everything. I just need to know you and stay connected to you. Much like a little child, they may not know all of the whys, but they know the who, and that's good enough for them. Second misunderstanding is we think that God's faithfulness is to our is supposed to be to our agenda rather than to his purpose. Look at John chapter 3. Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus, a teacher of Israel, and in the middle of that discourse, look what Jesus says. Very famous passage, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Nicodemus was thinking on a small scale. What is the purpose of the nation of Israel? Jesus backs the picture up and talks about God's purpose. Israel was a part of that, God made a promise that through Abraham, he was going to send the solution. He would bless all nations. So that was their part. But the big picture is this. Going back to the beginning, God the creator, in love, created the heavens and the earth and humankind, the pinnacle, to bear his image. So that he created a family. That is his desire to walk with men and women, connect with them, had this intimate communion with mankind. We know what happens. Genesis 3, man thinks, hey, I can be God better than God can. Sin enters the world. Mankind suffers the result. Death, decay, crime, sin, all of these things start to happen. Man is living less than he could. Men and women are less than what they were created to be. They're striving, but all of these things in their life are pulling them apart. God is faithful. He does not quit on us. Instead of just saying, condemn everything, because he has to do that to sin, what he says is, yes, I will condemn sin. Yes, there will be a judgment against that, But here's what I want to do is I want to redeem my people. I want to bring them back. I want to forgive them. I want to help them start anew. Yes, I will have to do away with this creation, but I will create a new heavens and a new earth. And my people will live with me forever. And all people can become my people if they choose so. That's the big picture. That's the purpose of God. That's what everything is being worked out toward. And Jesus said, God so loved this world. He was so faithful to it that he sent his son to die so that sins could be forgiven. And God can cleanse his people and they will live with him forever. Starting now. Eternal life starts now. And then in the new heavens and new earth coming, it will be made perfect. That is his plan. Our agenda can differ from that, right? Some, you know, I want this relationship, this job, this way has to happen. Uh, My life has to go exactly like this. The real question is, is that in line with the purpose of God? These things are good and they may be in line, but they may not. When it comes to God is faithful, he is faithful to his purpose, not to my agenda. My agenda can fluctuate. His purpose is firm. God so loved us. He wants to take us home. So how does this faithfulness work out in our lives on a practical sense? Look at First Corinthians chapter 10. Let's look at a couple of passages here. Verse 13, "No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Day to day, we get tempted. We get pulled away from God, the temptation. And sometimes we feel like it's more than I can bear these desires, these thoughts, these all of this. And yet God is faithful. He doesn't quit on us. He says, look, nothing's going to happen that's beyond your ability. I will give you a way out. I get so inspired by our brothers and sisters in the chemical recovery ministry, the purity ministry, strength and weakness ministry. We call these specialty ministries, but really they're example ministries the way all of us. Sin has created addictions in their lives, so what do they do? They get together, they open up, they study God's Word, they pray together, they help each other. Why? God has given them a way out. It's not too much for them to bear. That's the way it should be for all of us. God is faithful. He has provided that. Look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If I confess my sin, God is faithful and just and will forgive my sin. I don't have to keep dragging it with me. I don't have to keep being aware of how I've fallen short. It's over, it's done. I confess it, and what that means is I agree with God on it, that this is sin, this is bad. We're never motivated to be open to change on something we don't think is bad in our lives. Oh, this is just, you know, kind of a little personality. Well, we don't change that. But if we come to a conviction about a sin, this is bad, we're open to change. We want to learn. We want to know What is repentance? That means to change my mind and go in a different direction. That's what I want to do. When I confess my sin, God is faithful and just and will forgive it. I don't have to keep going back to it. I don't have to keep thinking about it. And I don't have to live in fear of what happens if I sin again. Because he knows that will happen. So what what does he do? The promise is always there. He is faithful. It's part of his purpose to bring me home. And he purifies me. He doesn't just put a band-aid on it. He cleans out the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. And then lastly, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23 and 24. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. The God of peace sanctified you. What does that word mean? It means to set you apart. Apart from what? Apart from everything that would take you away from God. You don't have to just sit there and always be, you know, clinging and and, and trying to undo yourself. God will set you apart from that. He will sanctify you. It happens one day at a time, a little bit at a time, but it's him who does it. When I became a Christian and I was thinking about becoming a Christian, I knew I could become a Christian. You know, repent, be baptized. That I could do. Living the Christian life, I was scared. Of, How in the world am I going to do that? Look at what I've done so far. How am I going to do God is faithful. He's the one that sanctifies. Through his Holy Spirit, he puts in a Christian. You have the power to become and the power to change. And notice what he says there. He says, your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. You know, if you're continually being forgiven, there's nothing to blame, right? And when he says whole spirit, soul, and body, he's just talking about the whole person, all the emotions, uh, physical, everything about your life will be blameless. Not because you've been blameless in and of yourself, but yeah, you know, you've avoided certain temptations, you've confessed sins, you've been forgiven, you're continually cleansed. So you're blameless. There's nothing to blame. God is faithful. He will take you and help you change and help you become everything you were created to be. And then in the new heavens and new earth, it will be perfected. God is faithful. His faithfulness is ultimately on display in the cross of Jesus Christ He so loved us, he gave his one and only son that we would be forgiven. This bread, this fruit of the vine that we will now take for our communion represents Jesus' body and his blood. Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful for who you are. And right now, Father, we want to say thank you for being faithful. Your faithfulness has forgiven us, has given us a new life and an incredible hope as we eagerly await Jesus coming back and us being in the new heavens and new earth. Father, thank you for this bread that represents Jesus' body. Thank you for this fruit of the vine that represents his blood. Thank you that we have everything we have because you are faithful in providing this sacrifice. We pray in Jesus' name.